Hello, my friend. Welcome to this special episode of the Feminine Fitness Podcast. I have a guest on here for you, and I'm so excited for this guest. As you guys know, I'm very picky in particular about the guests that I bring on to the show. And this is a podcast guest that is somebody that I admire, I listen to, I knew even before she hopped on for the interview that we were going to just literally vibe. (laughs) Is that what the cool kids are saying? We were going to vibe together. I have Amber Brzezicki, who is a registered nurse, personal trainer, CrossFit level one coach, founder of Macros 101, and the host of the top 15 nutrition podcast, Biceps After Babies. And also she's a wife and mom of four. So she absolutely gets it when it comes to health and fitness being being realistic for us moms. And we are talking to the chronic calorie cutters today. Whether you have been always in the cycle of thinking about cutting your calories, like in your mind, you're saying, if I would just eat less, then I would see better results. If I would just eat less, then I'd see better results. Or to those of you who continually go after your fitness and nutrition goals with the eating less, eating less, eating less, eating less approach and wondering why it doesn't work out, why it doesn't be, why isn't it something sustainable for you? I am level 10 excited for you guys to hear this conversation slash interview between Amber and myself. So let's hop right in. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Welcome, welcome my friends to a very special episode because I am so excited to have this special guest on with me today. We have Amber Brzezicki of Biceps After Babies podcast on and this is a big moment for us ladies because we are talking about a topic that I feel like a lot of you need to hear. Our conversation is kind of going to be centered to those of you who are chronic calorie cutters or you always feel like you should be eating less and eating less. And if you just ate less, you'd see better results. But before we get into the juice of this conversation, because as you know, we keep it very conversational and casual here. Amber, will you introduce yourself to the feminine fitness community? Of course. And I just have to say, obviously you do follow me and you are a fan because you said my name right. Yeah, (laughs) I know. You guys, I told her, I was like, Amber, I know you. You may not know me, but I know you. <laughs> you know, and not many people can say that they get my name right. So that's props to you. Um, my name is Amber Brzezicki, and I am the owner and founder of Biceps After Babies. And I created Biceps After Babies back in 2016 uh, after I had four children. And really the genesis of that was this common theme that I heard from women of, Oh, like my fittest days are behind me. Oh, now I have kids and, um, you know, my body will never look the same. And, you know, it's just like kind of just pushing it off and saying, 
you know, well, I had kids. And so that's, that's just, this is how it's going to be. And what I really wanted to help women to realize was that your fittest days don't have to be behind you. In fact, I would say I'm fitter now at age 37 than I ever was at age 27 or 22. And, um, and how can we even post children be able to reach for goals, set and achieve, you know, new fitness things that we've never done before and really embody that, uh, because it's almost even more important as a mom when you have these little kids who are learning and watching and growing from you. So that's really how biceps after babies got created. And, um, I, I found macro counting. I love macro counting and I, I teach it as a tool. I teach it very different from a lot of uh, macro coaches, but I teach it really as a tool to be able to assist you in figuring out your body, figuring out what's going to work for you and your lifestyle and the goals that you want to reach and help teach that to women in, in my program, Macros 101 and on my podcast, Biceps After Babies Radio. Every podcast episode, you guys, that I listen to of Amber's, I'm just like, yes. And that's why she's on here today because I love her podcast and her info. Even as a health and fitness professional, we teach similar things and we have the same principles of fitness and nutrition, but we teach in a different element, in a different light, in a different expertise. And the more the merrier in the feminine fitness totally. community. And so let's let's talk about this and jump right in, Amber. And I'm going to mm -hmm. like throw the question at you. Okay, we're talking to the ladies who are chronic calorie cut cutters or chronic, I just need to eat less to see better results. Like what's the harm in that? What's yeah. the harm in that? What can that really do to sabotage a woman's progress results or health? And like, isn't that supposed to be how you lose weight is cut calories all the time? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I really love that you kind of called that woman out in, in two different ways, lovingly called that woman out in two different ways. Because I think if you go to most women and you say, Hey, are you a chronic calorie cutter? Not many women would like raise their hand and say, yes, that's me. But the second way that you called that out really hits on the the, on the head of, of this idea that I always should be eating less. And I think that's how that really manifests in, um, in our heads sometimes is, is I should be eating less, you know, less is better, less calories. And it's always this idea of less and less and less and less, and then getting mad at ourselves when we eat more than we think we quote unquote should eat. And so that's really how that manifests. And that may resonate with some of you being like, Oh yeah, that, you know, that kind of is the way that I ever, ever or always go through life. Um, and a question that I ask clients a lot is, you know, has there ever been a point in your life where you have intentionally maintained your weight? Meaning your whole goal was to sit and maintain your weight. And I would say 80 to 90% of women have never been there. They're either trying to lose weight and actively in a, a dieting mode, or they are very much not in a dieting mm -hmm. mode. And they're like swinging to the other side and they're like eating all of the things and they're being bad and like consuming all the foods that they had restricted. And then they like, why, why the heck is that a bad thing? And you know, there's, there's a couple of reasons why. Um, but let's get into a, a, a couple of the main ones. Um, one of the biggest reasons that that starts to become a problem is because our metabolisms are very, very adaptable. Um, our bodies are amazing machines and they, they're meant to stay alive regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And so what that means is if we put ourselves intentionally in a caloric deficit, we intentionally decrease the amount of food that we are consuming, our body recognizes that and says, hey, we got to get our crap together. We got to be more efficient. You know, we're spending 1500 calories a day 
moving, moving right now, we got to, we got to do everything a little bit more efficiently so that we can do a lot of the same things, but we're using less calories to be able to do it. And so our metabolism is actually downregulate because our body says we got to be efficient. We got to, we got to make this as efficient as possible. And so you get these women who they eat less, their body figures it out, becomes more efficient. They burn less calories and they don't see anything happen because now their body is burning the exact same amount as they're eating. And so then the solution is what? Well, I got to eat less. So then they drop their calories even further. And then there's bodies like, Oh, we got to get our crap together. We got to, we got to become even more efficient as efficient as possible. And then your metabolism down regulates. It meets the amount of food that you're feeding it. And this cycle, as you can see, if you continue to play out the cycle, like there's, it's not a, it's not a happy ending. Your body just keeps down regulating your metabolism as much as possible to keep you alive. And so metabolic adaptation is a real phenomenon. And most women don't even understand that it happens. And so they just get frustrated and they just think the solution is to eat less, eat less, eat less. But you can already see that that's a losing, it's a losing solution. It doesn't actually end up working. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched on too, asking the question of has a woman ever been in maintenance mode? And I've called it for my clients and talked about it here on the podcast a couple of times of stay and celebrate. You know, you really do want to your body, like if a woman is trying, has a goal of losing 30 pounds, oftentimes I see and work with women that are like, if they don't go from like where they are to 30 pounds less than what they are in just a straight shot and the journey be from A to B, they're like, they don't even want to achieve it. And then that ends up going back up and down in this constant like cycle of frustration with weight loss. But if you approach it with a different way, and we're going to talk about that, like, what are the other options then if we're not cutting calories all the time, we're going to get that here. And that's my next question for Mm -hmm. Amber, but really adding that element of maintenance, stay and celebrate, whatever you want to call it, whatever, like makes you feel accomplished in that is going to not only, and Amber had talked about how your metabolism regulates, your body gets comfortable at a new set point when you do have some times where you're you're like okay we're gonna be here for a while we're not at the goal yet maybe especially if like someone who's listening has 30 40 50 pounds that they want to lose having those milestone markers of like i'm gonna get to this i'm gonna stay and celebrate i'm gonna get to this and stay and celebrate is totally different and totally a new concept for a lot of you listening that have tried and set out on a certain number of weight loss goal and you want to just get it to get to that goal in one straight shot. A couple other episodes of Amber's that I encourage you guys to listen to is her goal setting ones. I know the titles of those, especially as a podcast, I'm like, I know the titles aren't like the most popular downloads, but they pack a punch because then when you are in maintenance mode or stay in celebrate mode, you set your eyes on a different progress but it doesn't necessarily have to be what you weigh or what you lose or how many pounds. Amber has some great podcast episodes on goal setting that aren't in relation to weight and having those seasons where it's like, sometimes, yeah, if you want to be in weight loss mode, go for it, girl. Like if that's going to improve your overall quality of life, go for that goal. But then if it feels too daunting to get to in one straight shot, and it's actually going to be more beneficial if you break it up, especially a big weight loss goal, you break it up into sections of, to achieve that goal. 
um, it's going to be more enjoyable. Yeah. It, will it take longer? Maybe, maybe not. It may take you the same amount of time, but you may have more fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I would argue for most women, it actually is shorter because instead of yo-yoing up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, it, 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 it they get to the end destination and stay there much quicker than they would have staying in that same cycle. And to your point uh, about breaking it up into sections, I think it's so important for women to, okay, a lot of times we say sentences and then we, we, there's something um, continuing in that sentence, but we don't say it in the sentence. And so let me say what I mean. A lot of women say, I want to lose weight. Inherent in that sentence that they don't actually say in that sentence is I want to lose weight and keep it off. I think if you ask most women, do you want to lose weight or do you want to lose weight and keep it off? They would say the latter. And yet we are structuring our programs in order to focus on losing weight as fast as possible rather than losing weight and keeping it off, which is a different goal. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, that keeping it off is something you have to practice. It is like being able to maintain a loss is not something that just magically like now you know how to do it when you hit your goal weight. It's something that you have to practice along the way. And so what if you wanted to lose 30 pounds and you lost 10 pounds, practiced maintaining that 10 pound weight loss, figured out all like, there's a lot to learn in learning how to maintain a weight loss. Did learn some stuff there, lost 10 more pounds, maintained intentionally, learned how to maintain that, how much more likely do you think on that last 10 pounds, when you got down to that 30 pound of weight loss, how much more likely do you think that you would be able to maintain that full 30 pounds of weight loss now that you've practiced it in stages multiple times? Other than what most women do is say, I want to lose 30 pounds. And then they feel like when they get to 30 pounds, magically, they're going to learn how to maintain it. And they don't, and then they regain it all back. And so there's a lot of reasons into taking this in stages. Metabolic adaptation is one of them. Learning how to intentionally maintain, which most women are terrible at because they've never experienced it before in their life, is, is another one. Um, and then you said something that was so good that I, I want to make sure women heard. And this goes back to your very original question. Why why does this matter? Like, why are we talking about this? Why does it matter if somebody is constantly counting calories? And one of the reasons that I feel like it matters the most is because we've gotten to the stage where we just equate health and fitness with getting skinnier and getting smaller. And that's like saying the only type of car is a Honda, <laughs> you know, like there are so many cars outside out there and being able to explore health and fitness outside of the realm of just getting skinnier and just getting smaller allows you to experience the beauty that is health and fitness. You know, health and fitness is gaining muscle. It's going out and running your first marathon. It's, you know, eating more vegetables, like health and fitness is such this broad thing. And there's so many goals and so many beautiful parts of it to explore that if we only spend time in a Honda and we never go spend time in all of these other amazing cars, you, you don't get to experience health and fitness. Health and fitness is not the same as getting skinnier and smaller. And when you just stay in this, I have to cut calories all the time. That's the only part of health and fitness that you experience. And when you get out of that and you spend time at intentional maintenance or you spend time reversing, which we're going to talk about, um, you get to experience all the other amazing things that your body can do rather than just, I just want to take up less space in this world. Yeah. And Am like I've re referenced Amber's podcast and we've talked about on here, my friends, that when you kind of set your sights on something completely different outside of the scale, you still continue to see progress 
but it's a secondary form of progress. For example, I set a goal last summer of beating my 5k time. So I ran a 5k Memorial Day, hadn't run for over five years because I had children and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to beat that 5k time. And even if that meant one second, if I beat that time by one second, I was proud of myself. Running wasn't, still wasn't my main thing throughout the summer, but I added it in a few times. My ladies on here know like follicular ovulation phase. I'd add in a challenging run, luteal phase. I'd probably go for like a walk or a light jog or something, but lots of strength training because I'm all about that too. Amber's all about that too, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I finished the summer. So around Labor Day weekend, ran another 5k and I saw improvement and when I looked at not just my improvement on my watch, my time that I actually ran the 5K, I slipped on a pair of jean shorts and I was like, whoa, these babies are loose. And for me, my tummy area is that area where I'm like, why do my legs and my bum and my arms like rip up way faster than my abs? But when I put on those shorts, I was like, I wasn't even focused on that. And it just kind of came along with having a sight on a different direction, right? And it made me feel so strong and empowered to focus on that type of a goal instead of just all summer being like, I want to lose five more pounds. I want to lose five more pounds. It's like, it's kind of irrelevant because when you were talking about when women have to define, like lose the weight and keep it off. Another thing we could probably tangent on, but we'll touch it briefly is women being specific that they don't just want weight loss, but majority of time they're referring to fat loss and body composition because yeah, you could drop pounds quickly Mm -hmm. by cutting out carbs, which would just lead to a quick water weight type of situation. Don't drink water. Yeah. Go sweat a bunch. Yeah. Like <laughs> you'll they, lose weight real fast. You'll lose weight real fast and yeah. energy and whack up your hormones and yeah. do a lot of damage, which will lead to your metabolism slowing down, which will lead to not keeping it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. really knowing what unlocks that fat loss, you guys know strength. I'm all about strength training, supporting your hormones, knowing, um, we're eating enough protein, all these same things Amber teaches. So that's why she's on here. You guys are lovers. So let's roll into Amber. What's the alternative then? If it's not just cut the calories, cut the calories, cut the calories, what direction can they start going on? Yeah. So when, when I start talking about metabolic adaptation and I start explaining this to women, I, I can see it turning in their heads and they start realizing, okay, I get this idea. My metabolism adapts to what I feed it. And over the last 40 years, you know, however old you are, it's like, I've always been eating less and less and less. And oh my gosh, like I've done this like permanent damage to my metabolism and now I'm screwed. And I like, where am I to go from here? And if, if you're thinking that, or part of you is a little bit worried that maybe you've done some permanent damage, I really want to assure you that the fact that your metabolism has downregulated, has adapted down is in fact evidence that it can upregulate and it can go the other way. And so that you haven't damaged your metabolism. It's just adapted. It's done exactly what it's supposed to do to keep you alive. And that also means it can adapt the other way. We just have to be intentional about how we kind of coax it along and how we, how we tell the body, Hey, like it's okay to increase your metabolism. We need you to increase metabolism. So how do we do that? Well, it's the exact same mechanism that you use to downrate your downregulate your metabolism to downrate your metabolism. You took away food to upright your up, regulate your metabolism, you add food. And so this process, which 
you may have heard before or maybe not is called reverse dieting off often. So it's like the reverse of a diet. A diet is like a caloric deficit. Reverse dieting is slowly increasing calories. It is done in a um, titration sort to where if you are currently eating 1200 calories and you jump your calories to 1800 calories, your body is going to store a lot of that as fat because it's getting ready in case you go back down to 1200. It's like, I've been here before. We have to take all of the calories from the 1800. We got to store it as body fat because girlfriend's going to go back to 1200. (laughs) And we got to be ready for when she does that. And so instead of doing a big jump, what we do is we titrate it and we say, okay, this week you're eating 1200 calories. Next week, you're going to eat 1300 calories a day. And it's a hundred calories more. It's not a ton. And it's like a, it's like a sign to your body that you're giving it more food and that it's like, oh, I have, I have more to use. I can, I can, you know, use a little bit more. I can increase that metabolism a little bit. And then we take feedback from your body and we see, did your body adapt? Did it adapt to that, that number? Do we need to stay here a little bit longer to allow it a little bit more time to adapt? And then once we see that adaptation happen, okay, now we can bring you up to 1400 and we stay there and we allow your body to adapt and we get that feedback from your body. And then we go to 15, then we go to 16 and then we go to seven and we go as high as we can get you to go. And over time, what happens is your metabolism starts to rev up. And the thing that I love the most, I get this a lot when I take women through reverse diets is, you know, they come to me eating 1200 calories and we get them up to, you know, maybe we're at 1500 calories and they'll be like, Amber, I'm starving. I'm so hungry. Like I was never this hungry at 1500 calories as I was at 1200 calories. And I always tell them, that's am- like, that's such a good sign. Your metabolism is waking up. It's burning calories. Like before it was in like starvation mode of like having to hold on to everything. And now it's like, I have the freedom. Your body's like, I have the freedom to be able to utilize calories. And so, yeah, feeling hungry as you start to rev up is a really good sign that metabolism is waking up. You're burning more calories. And we've had women be able to go, I mean, it's amazing. We've had women be able to go from 1400 calories to 25, 2600 calories, like, like over like 900 calories increasing through this process. And it it is amazing. It's like my favorite thing It's like, I, you know, I teach weight loss. I teach, um, how to utilize macro counting for weight loss. But the thing that is really important is macro counting is not just about weight loss. It it is literally just the food that you eat and you can eat food to maximize weight loss. You can eat food to maximize muscle gains. You can eat food to improve your metabolism. You can eat food to like maintain, like we're always eating food. And so how we use that tool is important. And one of my favorite things to guide people through is a reverse diet and have people start the program eating 1200 and finish the program eating 2100 calories. And, you know, it's they're in such a different place mentally, physically, you know, their metabolism's back up. And then, then my friends, cause I know people are listening they're like, okay, but I, but now I'm eating more calories, but I still have a lot of weight to lose. <laughs> so what do we do now? And, and so then once you've taken that time to improve your metabolism, you've taken time to maintain, it's not about reversing up and then going straight back into a caloric deficit. I have clients maintain on that level. We're getting their hormones back in, in, in line, right? So their body is ready to respond. And then now you set yourself up for success because now you're eating 2,100 calories. Now we can very easily create a caloric deficit. We can bring you down to, you know, 16, 1700 calories. Now you're losing on 1700 calories. Your metabolism is happy. Your hormones are happy. Everybody's happy. And then you actually see the scale start to go down. Whereas before you were in 1200 and nothing was happening. Now we're eating 1600 and you're actually seeing your body respond. Yeah. And so the, the push I get back, I get about reversing is that it takes too much time. And 
my counter to that is, you know, it takes a lot of time is sitting at 1200 calories and not seeing any progress and thinking that you're going to get some different result by staying there. That's what takes a lot of time. And we've been told time and time again, like metabolism, it just, we're just going downhill after we have kids or when we start aging. I hate that. But what we, you guys, what we need to realize is we've been told that, but we, we chronically go after these approaches that just harm our metabolism even more. Yes. Going in an extreme caloric deficit sends stress signals to your body, which elevates your cortisol, which makes you hang on to body fat. So even if you see weight loss, you might be losing that water weight, but your body's still saying, we need fat storage. We need fat storage. Why am I making this little jingle about it? I don't know. But (laughs) our body is like, we are the ones doing the sabotaging of the metabolism. And I can only imagine, and because I know what you teach and the knowledge in health and fitness and nutrition that I have, I'm just like, I know that if there's one of you listening that takes this approach that Amber's talking about of reverse dieting, and you continue to have your strength training regimen, you are still getting in your neat movement. You're focusing on foods that are fueling and satisfying to you enough protein. While you are going on that reverse I would imagine you would just likely see physical changes because you're building muscle, you're nourishing your body properly, you're repairing your metabolism. And so I know it seems crazy to be like, okay, well, I could reverse myself up to this and then my then weight loss or my cut would be around 1500. And that would be crazy because right now I'm like stuck at 1200 and I can't lose a dang thing, but it's because you are optimally providing your body a space to be like, here's this storage. It is excess. She is okay. She is fine. We can use this storage as fuel, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing about that muscle myth. It like drives me crazy when people are like, oh, or sorry, the metabolism. It's like, oh, I'm getting older and my metabolism is just slowing down. One, your metabolism has slowed down oftentimes because we are chronic dieting and we're always in this restriction mindset. That's number one. The second thing is your age literally has zero to do with your metabolism. There's actually something that happens in between there. What you're actually seeing is when you lose muscle mass, your metabolism slows down. Mm -hmm. So it is not your age that is causing your metabolism to slow down as you age. It is causing, it is the fact that as you age, you naturally will lose muscle mass, especially if you're not strength training. And it is that loss of muscle mass that can, can result in a decrease in metabolism. So what is the best way to counteract that? It is to strength train. It is to build muscle and continue to strength train to, through your, your later years as well to be able to hold on to as much muscle as possible. With proper strength training and progressive overload, you can hang on to not all, but a lot of your muscle as you age and you can slow down that, that, that slowing of the, uh, slowing of the metabolism by maintaining as much muscle mass as possible. It's just, which is why lifting weights is so valuable for all ages, but especially for my friends in their forties and their fifties and their sixties and their seventies, it becomes even infinitely more important for, for those women. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Amber, for taking the time to be on here with us today. I'm going to give you the mic for a hot second to tell people where they can come find you, 
and where to like reference for all your resources and programs, because I know with what you teach and with what I teach, they really do coexist beautifully together. And I know a lot of ladies who are in this realm of constantly, even if it's just mentally exhausted from always thinking about needing to cut calories or mentally exhausted from always coming at this from a calorie cutting approach. And if what Amber talked about with reverse dieting and all of that, I, I want to just like point you in the direction of my friend Amber. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, for any of you who are like, this is a super interesting concept. I want to learn more about it. I want to understand more about it. And I maybe even want to try it out. Uh, I have a couple of free resources that'll be really helpful on biceps after babies radio. There's four specific episodes, nine 42, 114, and 170, um, that I talk about reverse dieting. So if you're someone who you're like, I'm not ready to pay anybody. I don't want to like hire a coach. I just kind of want to like learn more about it. And I want to maybe try this on my own or tip my, tip my toes in it a little bit. Those four episodes would be the ones that I would direct you to to really start to learn and understand the concept of reverse dieting, get yourself more familiar and more comfortable with it. And, um, and then you can go from there and we have coaching programs and I have macros 101. If you're to the point where you want to hire a coach and have someone take you through it. Uh, but those podcast episodes are a really great place to get you started with some just, you know, free content and, and get you, get you on the road to improving your metabolism, getting those calories up, being able to eat more food and, um, you know, not stay on that cycle of always eating less and less. Yeah. Some of my favorite biceps after babies episodes are the Friday ones that, mm. what do you guys call them? The I did the it. I did it series. Yeah. The I did it series because yeah. no matter what journey you're on, if you are on that journey of weight loss or maintenance or wanting to know how strength training can change things up for you or aging or after kids or whatever, there's, there's somebody that's gone through Amber stuff and has they did it. Like they've done yeah. it. Those are my favorite episodes. But I even think listening to episodes like that are just so encouraging. You know, they're so encouraging for others to listen and be like, okay, I can kind of make this feel like I'm on a chat with a friend. And mm -hmm. if she can do it, I can do it. Yes. You know? I, well, love we, I, I just realized that like, you know, I have a lot of knowledge. I, uh, you know, I have a lot of wisdom and I coach a lot of people, but I haven't experienced everything. And so I love being able to, you know, hand the mic over to a woman who has lived through some of these different experiences. Like I've never been 55 years old. I've never had hypothyroidism. Like I've never had these experiences. And so I just realized me trying to like speak to all of these different life stages just wasn't doing it service. And so I have really great ideas, but you know who else has really great ideas? The women who are in the trenches. <laughs> and so I, I love that you called those out because I love handing over the mic to these women and say, you know what? I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes, but you do. And you have some really amazing lessons that you can share with other people. And that's really what the Friday episodes are about. Yeah, they're really good. And I love the balance of like, you go to biceps after babies, you're going to have topics where you learn like I'm always even learning from you too, or just reiterating what I know and what I taught and what I have seen over the years. But then also the, the community and support and the, I did it aspect of like, so cool. And you have other great conversations on there with other gals too, that are just awesome. So I appreciate you for being awesome. on today and thank you everybody for listening and go to biceps after babies. I will leave the references in the show notes down below and we will talk to you guys next time.